0: You are listening to the Baby Sleep Answers Podcast, the podcast that answers all your baby sleep questions, but it's also just your friend in your ear here to let you know it's normal to struggle, it's normal to have anxiety, and it's normal to want to sleep more. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, or wherever you are. This is significantly louder than I usually uh, podcast, and I think I realized I've been moving the wrong button on the audio thing for the past like three episodes all year. Someone reached out super kindly, said, I love your podcast, but every time it ends and starts again, I basically kill my ears. So can you please fix it? And I, I felt so bad I because I, I know that feeling because I listen to one podcast that does that and I use it to fall asleep. But then every time it ends and starts, I wake up like in a fright. So I am trying my hardest. I'm really, really sorry about the last one. Last episode was so good. And I know the audio quality is crap. So <laughs> now I will use the right button, which is the one on the left, not the one on the right. Anyway, today I want to talk about something that pops up a lot. This is a question I get a lot and a question that like has gone through my head a lot, and that is preferred parent. When a baby has a clear preference of who they want to do stuff, and more specifically, obviously, who they want to put them to bed and who they do not want when it's time for bed or when it's in the middle of the night. So let's talk about it. But first, I do want to share what happened last night. Our two-year-old has been sleeping really well. We realized she likes to be really comfy. And so I put, oh, there you go, talking softer. There we go. Uh, We put pillows next to her and she sleeps all night when we do that. But last night she woke up in a fit, like angry. And so usually she wakes up, Joe goes and gets her, brings her to me, and then we just sleep. Joe goes to the guest bed Uh, and then me and baby girl just sleep next to each other all night but last night he brought her in and she was mad and little girl can scream and so she was screaming she was very very angry and we couldn't figure out what happened and it kind of gave us flashbacks to a few months ago when she would have these fits and usually it was gas or a nightmare or you know it took us a while to figure out but so Joe didn't know what to do I didn't know what to do and so I pulled out The first steps of defense, right? Is she okay? Is she hot? Is she gassy? And when she's gassy, it usually takes a while for her to calm down. Uh, But even when she's in pain, she'll watch something. So I was like, hey, Joe, put Elmo on because she likes Elmo a lot now. And she kept saying, no, Elmo, no, Elmo. And so I was like, no, 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 turn it off. And then finally, after like five minutes of her screaming and literally thrashing, I realized she was trying to pull her pant leg down. Her pant leg was up by her knee, which we all know is so annoying when you're trying to sleep. And so finally, I helped her pull her little knee down, her leg, her like pants leg down and she calmed down immediately and then she just wanted to snuggle. And so that's the first one for me, right? You don't you don't look at the book of baby toddler sleep and it says, well, check for their pant leg and see if it's right. But it's true that, that you should do that. You should check all their outfit. You should check their diaper, which we didn't. You should see if they're uncomfortable when they wake up. It's not necessarily that they want to sleep next to you because she wanted to go back to her bed. She was mad that Joe took her from her bed. I think in her ideal world, Joe would have gone in, fixed her pant leg and then walked out and then she could sleep in her comfy bed with lots of pillows. But she was I mean, she was happy to sleep next to me the rest of the night, which were around one AM or whatever that was. Why do I mention this story? Not just event. It's not it's really not a complaint, it's just kind of our life. Um, it's to let you know that you're not always gonna know what's wrong and that's okay. And it's gonna take some time. You know, this morning Joe was like, What should I have done? I just don't know what I should have done. And I was like, no, you're you're fine. You did the right thing. You brought her. We tried to figure out what it was. And then we figured out what it was. And she fell asleep. Uh, Joe tends to feel bad when he can't figure it out. And I know a lot of people do. But its I mean, sometimes it takes a while. We've had her screaming and thrashing in the past for hours. Not, not nonstop. She would stop a little bit because she got tired. But <laughs> it's okay. Some days are just going to be really weird. Anyways, back to preferred parenting. I know this well and well because... Um, both my boys from ages like two to four did not want anything to do with me, and I think it was because that was during like when I had a baby and I was pregnant and whatever. Uh, but they wanted nothing to do with me. They wanted to sit on Papa. They wanted Papa to heal their wounds. They wanted Papa to come in at night, and Mama was chopped liver, and that really hurt. <laughs> it was really sad <laughs> for me, but the The problem too was: should we let them choose who does everything? Should we always let them? Like, what would he do? I don't. We don't want them to be always with their dad and never with mom. And so you have these these thoughts encumbering your your decision process. Um, and now it's funny because baby girl only wants me, and she has for her whole life, and only wants me at bed, and only wants me in the middle of the night, and only wants to sit on me. And so it's a little nice to know both sides, but. What I want to say is that now both boys actually prefer me now. And right now it's, I am, everyone has to sit on me and might be not be because it's me, but more because they want to beat the other person to sit on me (laughs) or, and everyone wants me to carry them upstairs and not necessarily again, because it's me, but just because they want to be the one who gets carried by mom. But anyways, so what do we do? What do we do when this is the case? They just want mom. They just want mom. They just want mom at bedtime. What I, this is what I suggest, and I don't have, you know, I always feel bad that I don't have like a clinical background in any of this, but what I suggest and what has worked with me and my friends is to just let them, if it can be, you know, if mom is available to do bedtime every night and that's what baby prefers, do it. Do not fight it just because in the future you might need to do something different. If, for example, in a week you need to do something different and someone needs to learn the routine, then bring them in and have them learn the routine. But don't change something just because in the future you might have to change it, right? For example, for a long time, my second boy wanted to sit on Joe for lunch and dinner and he didn't want to sit in his own chair. And I know a lot of people who would have dinner at our house looked at us like, wow, you're going to let him do that? But we did. And then after maybe a month or so, then he went back to his chair. And you know, now, I mean, usually he wants to sit on me, but he'll sit on his own chair, right? not He's not obsessed and stuck to Joe. There's this quote I think of a lot that like to make independent children, you have to let them be dependent for a while and feel comfortable to be independent, to leave your nest kind of thing. It's kind of what we do in parenthood, right? We take care of them for 18 years so that they have a a good life after that um, in a microwave, right? And same thing happened with my baby girl around the same age. She just wanted to sit on me for all dinners and we let her. And then when she felt comfortable and we realized when she was a little taller, she wanted to sit on her own big chair. Same thing for bedtime. If it's working, if they will only take dad and that's how the smoothest way of bedtime goes and dad can do that every night, go for it. If they'll only take mom, but mom has to work every other day. Well then, every other day, baby's just gonna have to deal with dad putting them down. And the thing is, you know, I, we say my baby's afraid of going in there without me, or my baby hates their crib. It's not necessarily that they hate their crib; they might just like what they know and they might not like what they don't know. So when you do realize, okay, well, you know, mom's not home at bedtime. Bed has to do. Dad has to do bedtime, and baby doesn't like it well, dad has to do bedtime. So that's what's happening. And you know, you're as loving as can be. And you have the same routines, you figure something out that works for you. um, And then you just do it. But I I have people who reach out to me like, okay, it's April, and my son is going to go to daycare in in August, and I'm not going to be able to put him down for naps. What should I do? Again, my two week rule, don't worry about it right now, whatever's working is working. When you get to daycare, they'll figure it out, right? Someone else will figure it out. Now in this same kind of kind of train track I remember when we were trying to sleep train my first baby around 6 months we were trying to nap train him cuz all he knew was sleeping in the in the swing we didn't know anything back then uh and then Joe would put him in and he would play guitar and he would play the sweetest little lullabies on the guitar and baby would fall asleep and I would one melt because that was cute, but also get mad. I was like, why are you doing this? At the end of the summer, you're going by to work. I'm going to be at home by myself. I don't know how to play guitar. I'm not going to learn how to play guitar right now. And I won't be able to put him in his nap. And now I'm so mad because I took that away from them. That was a bonding thing that they were having uh, something Joe could do that was unique to him and baby boy. And I should have just let him, (laughs) I should have just let him play guitar and let our boy falls asleep to that because that was really sweet. And my fear of, well, I won't be able to do that. And that's the only thing he'll be used to, uh, scared me away from that. And the funny thing is we struggled the whole summer. I just remember it being such a struggle. We had no idea what we were doing. We just kept tr- trying to nap train. I couldn't handle a lot of crying. We kept trying to do the pick up, put down method. And we just, we didn't, this one, that's when I was studying to be a sleep consultant. So I didn't really know what I was doing. Uh, that's before we knew he was low sleep needs. That's when we traveled to California for a few weeks. <laughs> it was a bit of a mess of a of a summer. He had so much change, and so I should have just let Joe, you know, play guitar for him for naps for that one week that he could have. But my fear held me back, and I I don't like regret it because I don't believe in big regrets. But you know, if it comes to that point again, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a step back and be like, oh, that's, that's beautiful that this works for you. And it doesn't mean that I won't be able to find something that works for me when I have to. (sighs) That's all. That is all I wanted to say. Hopefully the audio is better on this podcast. If it's not, please let me know. I think it looks better with the little lines. Uh, I really enjoy doing this podcast. I enjoy the hundreds of um, listeners that I'm seeing that are listening to these podcasts and as always if you have more suggestions I have suggestions I have a list but I'm always looking for a fun suggestion for a podcast episode and if you would like to have some freebies just make sure you're going to babysleepanswers.com podcast and I wish you the best sleep